0: Team. These are your top three wide receivers. Cordain Winx's rankings, which you can find in the description down below. Tyreek Hill at the top at the Washington Commanders. Amon Ra St. Brown at the New Orleans Saints. Mr. Consistent this entire season. And then A.J. Brown. The San Francisco 49ers Hayden, talk to me.
1: Tyreek Hill. Hopefully, he gets in full practice on Friday. Went DNP limited with that new ankle injury. If he is fully ready to play, this is one of these games where Tyreek Hill can have like 200 yards. You know, no Emmanuel Forbes for the commanders. Not that he's been good, commanders have been absolutely shredding, uh, been, being shredded by these elite wide receivers.
0: Uh, I have a note. Tyreek Hill has been appearing on Champions League broadcasts this week for soccer. So I don't think someone would be doing appearances if they are not going to be playing Mm -hmm. in the week in a game. They'd just be in the training table. You know what I mean? So I I think we can shove Tyreek Hill into our lineups. And speaking of, uh, Rich Rebar points this out, leading the position in scoring this year, obviously. He has been the wide receiver four or better in eight of 11 games this season. Cooper Cups, magical. Season back in 2021, he only had six weeks as the wide receiver wow. or higher. So, like, in a way, and I'm sure we'll get to this at the end of the season, uh Tyreek Hill is probably having the historic season of all time at wide receiver.
1: I completely agree. Amon Rossi and Brown's like so straightforward. Like, I don't think we need to spend time. It's just like a layup line for production. AJ Brown 11
0: targets per game for ARSB yeah. 11 targets per game.
1: Wild stuff. AJ Brown's been more inconsistent. He's been limited in practice with thigh injuries uh, this week. Um, obviously the matchup is like, I would say it's a kind of neutral. The 49ers are a good defense. The Eagles aren't expected to score as many points as they typically are, but the way that you kind of beat the 49ers is yeah. through the air and last postseason, uh, even with Dallas Goddard available, AJ Brown had 32% targets here. That was the game where Purdy left with that, uh, elbow injury. So the real production wasn't there, but the targets would have been there if that game was tighter, it's supposed to be a close game. Pick and lobby underdog fantasy 73 and a half yards for him, which is a little bit lower than what it was. Um, but I am fired up to play him, assuming that he is truly healthy.
0: Just for the DFS people and the battle royale people out there, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, 50% of all wide receiver receptions allowed by the saints have come via the slot. That's wow. the highest rate in the league.
1: That almost seems impossible.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's it's crazy in the worksheet. So it must wow. be true. Okay. Before we go to anything else, uh, I just want to remind you that this list, since it comes out on Friday, does not include Hayden's rankings for all the wide receivers on Ooh, Thursday. I was there were a ton of them, including Hayden ranking CeeDee Lamb as the number two overall wide receiver this week, and actually DK Metcalf as the 15th wide receiver. That is in comparison to where he was as the wide receiver 22 in consensus rankings. Brandon Cooks was about 10 spots higher, so and so forth, in consensus. So, uh, yeah, Hayden nailed Thursday Night Football.
1: I hit a 20x pick 'em, hit a little pick five, put it onto Twitter. Yeah. So hopefully, some of you guys were following along. Let's see if we can run it back.
0: There was a nice video on social media this week of a woman in her car saying that the most confident a man ever is is when he hits his pick 'ems or oh, his yeah. bets. And uh, they just talk about it nonstop. And don't tell you the opposite, which
1: I rarely, I rarely get too pumped. uh, (laughs) It
0: was a good sweat, which is very true. Okay. Uh, We have 40 wide receivers to rank today. That means we go to the wide receiver four for you. That is Keen Allen at the New England Patriots. Uh, This past week, third game in a row that Keen Allen pulled down double digit receptions. And the fifth game in a row that he's caught at least eight passes. Uh, Again, a pillar of consistency.
1: He is being... A little bit limited, though, because of that usage, because now his quad is injured. He hasn't practiced this week, so that's working against him. That obviously, we have the narrative that – it's not even a narrative, it's just a fact. Bill Belichick likes to double team the wide receiver ones, and I would especially do that against the Chargers because their wide receiver two and three basically shouldn't even be out there. So, uh, hopefully, Keenan Allen is ready to go, but things are looking a little bit dicier for a player you know that gets, to what, 14 plus targets as I mean, dicey as it gets for a player getting that much that much volume
0: yeah just again over the last three weeks no where is this over the last five weeks excuse me he's second in the nfl in target share third in air yards. mike evans your wide receiver five against the carolina panthers uh in previous years he has torched the carolina panthers even when they've had longer corners you remember his matchups i believe with Josh Norman, his matchups with James Bradbury Mm -hmm. through the years. Uh, And right now, Mike Evans is averaging 77 yards per game and uh, nine yards per target. His most his most since 2019. He's playing his best ball. He looks ridiculous out
1: there and things are even better this week just because, like you said, Panthers on the schedule. He's already the wide receiver six on wide receiver seven usage this month. And Chris Godwin's picked up a neck injury, and it actually seems somewhat serious. They're calling him a, a, a game time decision. Hasn't practiced that much this week, so potentially it's Mike Evans by himself. And if that is the case, I think I would put him potentially ahead of even like someone like Keenan Allen, depending on the injuries. He's just an absolute baller right now. It's, it's catch point, it's raw speed, it's route running. Like Mike Evans, like has not even regressed physically at all. Somehow, it's uh, very impressive.
0: Next, Michael Pittman. I mean, volume, volume, volume for these guys. He has at least eight receptions in each of the past four games and in eight of the 11 games played this season, that volume 7.9 air yards per target. Not great. That's I think wide receiver 105. Um, but what we are getting from Michael Pittman in this offense, again, the pillar of consistency.
1: Targets, targets, targets. I don't think that uh, Jonathan Taylor's absence is going to mind. Uh, Michael Pittman owners as well. He's already the wide receiver nine in usage this month. This week, the number 31 passing EPA defense, a little bit of a pass bundle down there in Tennessee as well. So Michael Pittman is a wide receiver one based off of usage, and he's a good player on top of it.
0: Look, it's to me funny that we get – Mike Evans and Michael Pittman back to back because I would say Mike Evans was probably my biggest whiff of fantasy draft season. Uh, I would say that Michael Pittman was probably my biggest hit among the middle to late round wide receivers too. So here we are, here we are. He and Amon Ross St. Brown like have probably a very weird overlap despite them being oh, yeah. totally different sizes, sharing the college that they attended, um, but their profiles are like identical at this point. Next, Jalen Waddle. You rarely have Jalen Waddell as a top seven wide receiver, right. top ten wide receiver. Uh, I understand what the answer is going to be, but for the people, why is that so this week?
1: Commanders are really bad. Dolphins project to go burr with 30 points uh, projected this week. It's just like a complete layup line for Jalen Waddle, And on top of the Tyree kill injury, if it does matter at all, obviously that would help. Jalen like throwing the bye weeks and lower team, te- lower team totals. Uh, the Jamar chases completely removed because of quarterback play. And all of a sudden Jalen water Waddell projects relatively
0: better. Okay. You have two teammates back to back here. You still continue to rank Nico Collins ahead of tank Dell, but they are in your eight and nine spot. This is against the Denver Broncos defense. Wide receivers have scored 38% per- of the points Against this Denver Broncos defense. That's actually the lowest rate in the league. Uh, Hayden, I have a couple maybe negative notes to your positive notes here.
1: I'll start with CJ Stroud's an absolute monster. They're letting him cook as well, which we've asked them to do. Their neutral pass rate has been way higher after the post by rookie bump for CJ Stroud. They're actually fourth in neutral pass rate this month. And that's led the wide receivers to be number one in fantasy usage In Houston. So still waiting for Noah Brown injury updates. He's been limited in practice. We'll see if he plays. Uh the tiebreaker right now, because like I keep going back and forth with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Uh Tank Dell's been on the injury report with a calf injury. Uh Nico Collins has not. And by the way, Nico Collins is averaging a ton of fantasy points uh himself. And I think the matchup with Pat Sertan obviously very concerning. I don't think Sertan's gonna shadow either one of them. I think he's just gonna kind of dictate based off of coverages and personnel and all that type of stuff. They'll he'll probably see both of these wide receivers. I just trust CJ Stroud so much right now, like every single week, Noah Brown, tank Dell, Nico Collins. It doesn't even matter which ones are out there. They're balling. And on top of that, no Dalton
0: Schultz Tank Dell did find the end zone for the fourth straight game this past week. Um, The Broncos again, according to worksheet have not allowed a wide receiver one scoring week since week four. And they have not allowed a top 30 scoring wide receiver week over the past seven games. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been some relatively weak quarterbacks. The Texans are at least at home. It's, it's not my favorite spot to well, be in here. But I mean, there's, look at all the teams on bye. It's like all the good teams.
0: <laughs> no, trust me. I, I, I totally yeah. understand why uh, they are ranked this highly. Um, they're great. Good offense. Great quarterback play.
1: Nico Collins not, also good. Like, don't let, like, I, I think the commenters. Oh, no, 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 no. Not oh, I, I love Nico Collins. For sure. No, for sure. But I, I get this all the time with the commenters that, like, Tank Dow is completely taken over this offense. Watch some Nico Collins, man. He's uh, good. Again,
0: his advanced metrics profile very similarly to what Jalen Waddles did last year, yeah. even though they're in a different frame. Okay. Your wide receiver ten closing out this tier is actually Debo Samuel, and that leads us into your wide receiver eleven. That is Brandon Ayuk. Talk to me about these two.
1: Both in great spots. The Eagles are second worst against fantasy wide receivers, allowing a bunch of neutral pass rate teams choose to to pass the ball against Philadelphia because the secondary has been struggling. I went back and looked at all the games where Debo and Ayuk have been playing together this year, in Debo's actually been more involved than Brandon Ayuk is based off of the fantasy usage model. Uh, So I like that slight advantage for Debo Samuel. He's still getting like running back opportunities, even though CMC is active. Like I thought that maybe that part of the playbook would kind of disappear. It really hasn't. And I do think for this specific matchup, the weakest part of the Philadelphia defense right now is, up the middle, linebacker Zach Cunningham, he isn't practiced. Uh Fletcher Cox, the the tackle, he hasn't been practicing. So I wonder if they try to pick apart this kind of intermediate part of the Eagles defense. And I think that's where Debo Samuel slightly is better than Brandon Nayuk. Obviously, either one of these guys can pop off the floor, obviously can drop off because George Kittle and CMC could score the touchdowns, but that's where I'm at. I like the upside case for both of these guys.
0: Shocking. Samuel now has three rushing touchdowns this year compared to just one receiving score mm-hmm. um I'm I mean you. he's
1: getting the touches down there it's oh, like yeah, not yeah. it's not like the fluky remember who's like having like
0: 50 60 oh, yeah. yard rushing touchdowns now he's like goal line touch yep. touchdown next up for you in that same game Devontae Smith against the San Francisco 49er perimeter 99 yards receiving or a touchdown in all of the last four games uh he has though some major splits with Dallas Goddard on or off the field. He's been targeted on 15.5% of his routes this season when Dallas Goddard is playing about 27% without. And I believe Dallas Goddard returned to practice this week.
1: Well, see. I don't think he's going to play. Like he okay. said, that he like, he like going faster on his rehab. I don't know how you out rehab a broken arm with plates in it. Um, It seems pretty quick of a turnaround. I think it's a decent matchup. If you are going to beat the 49ers defense, it is strictly through the air beat their corners, and obviously Devontae Smith has been getting peppered with more targets without Dallas Goddard. So even though the team total is lower, I do still trust Devontae Smith now way more than I did in the beginning parts of the season when it was very clear that he was a small part of this offense. We've seen the Eagles be more balanced this year than they have previously with DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell. I don't think they're going to have that same exact game plan, against this 49ers front. Hopefully Lane Johnson returns to to play. He's been limited in practice this week. Obviously that can not be a bigger injury. Uh, right tackle against Chase Young and, and Nick Bosa.
0: Jalen Hurts cannot afford to have a bad first half. Yeah. Like he did last week. It's really that simple. Okay. Calvin Ridley is your wide receiver 13. This is against the Cincinnati Bengals. We are all the way back. Some peripheral numbers are fantastic here. Uh, he is wide receiver six in percentage of red zone targets for his team. Wide receiver two in percentage of end zone targets for his team across the league. And he's the wide receiver 12 in percentage of team targets or throws 20 or more yards down the field. So those are explosive plays and those are touchdown scoring opportunities. And Calvin really is among the top 12 in all of those categories.
1: And on top of that, I'm seeing more underneath routes, yes. tight formations to let him, you know, cook everywhere across the field. And it's on it's an eruption spot. Uh it is for the Texans, it is for the 49ers, and it is for the Jacksonville defense, just because Cincinnati is just not good right now. They're league low in eight point one yards per pass attempt allowed. So I just think it's a great spot for Calvin Ridley. This new
0: version of Calvin Ridley.
1: Um, I heard there's gonna be a little scheme episode out on this
0: tonight. They will be posted tonight. Um, let's say finally solving the riddle that is Calvin Ridley. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Press Taylor, Doug Pearson have finally incorporated him in these tight alignments, these stack formations. Um, lovely stuff. So go and watch that. If you are watching this right now, hit subscribe to the channel. Hit thumbs up. And maybe watch some tape. Learn some ball with Colt McCoy. How about that? Pretty cool for a fancy channel to have that. Okay. Cortland Sutton is your wide receiver 14 this against the Miami Dolphins Um, man I mean he has scored for five games in a row prior to last week Hayden but if he doesn't score he kind of struggles to be inside the top 36 overall
1: that's every wide receiver Um, just struggling to find other wide receivers that profile as well as he does inside the red area because when they go down there they are certainly throwing the ball. He's the wide receiver 16 on wide receiver 16 usage this month. He's completely separated from Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's on the injury report right now. And it's it's awesome to see quote and wide receiver 16 in usage because over that same exact span, the Broncos are only 26 in neutral pass rate. I think there's a chance that this game gets a little bit spicier just because the Texans are vulnerable in the secondary. We know that the Texans have been putting up points on everybody right now. And the Broncos, even though they're on the road, have an above-average team total. Russ, Russ Wilson's playing better now than he has uh in like the last 24 months. So I think this is a good spot for Cortland Sutton just in general.
0: Okay, we continue on. Terry McLaurin is your next wide receiver on this list. This is on the opposite end of the Miami Dolphins game. Um, he is averaging a career low receiving yards per game. Did you know that? 49 and a half, despite <laughs> <laughs> Despite being on the team that leads the NFL in pass attempts per game. And this is why when people say that like
1: uh target competition doesn't matter, they've completely lost their mind. Like the fact that Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson are there has worked against Terry McLaurin. I also think that the enemy uh changing the the scheme has mattered. But I mean, we talked about it with with Sam Howell on the quarterback ranking show. They're gonna throw the ball, what, 43, 50 times? Uh, in negative game script at home against the Dolphins. Jalen Ramsey is absolutely balling. That is a concern here. But Terry McLaurin is one of the biggest positive regression candidates this month. He's the wide receiver 47, but on wide receiver 17 usage, that's where I have him
0: ranked this week. Adam Thielen at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is next for you. A true bottoming out last week. uh, We mentioned it on the, Sunday morning start sit show. We're going to have another one of those probably around like 11:15, 11:30 this week too. Um that if the Panthers offensive line just gets like totally overwhelmed and now defenses are catching on, like Hayden, I know you watch the game. There were instances where just the linebacker just turned in the direction of Adam Thielen and then it was up to anyone else to create separation. Um they're catching on. Is is the right way of putting this? I am a little bit nervous about what a – I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense has struggled as a whole, but Todd Bowles can cook up some nice third-down schemes, Vita Vea and some other guys up front. Plus, they blitz on 36% of their snaps, which is third in the league.
1: I agree with all of that. I will also say those type of things you just mentioned also just completely puts screens back in the playbook – and Adam Thielen is their screen guy, especially with your guy Laviska Shenol.
0: No, 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 no.
1: All of the screens are going to the,
0: the to people. Adam do Thielen. not know that you are joking. There are actually people in the fantasy community that love Visca. Hayden, you know I am on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. The dude yeah. cannot run routes.
1: Anyways, Adam Thielen is going to get the screens. Uh, Jameel Dean is not practicing. That's the Bucks. Uh, one of their top corners hopefully there's a, a little new coach bounce if that's a new term for you just a little new energy and even if we don't get that and this team still remains miserable it's at least the past funnel buccaneers so i trust me i, I don't want to rank adam thielen this high it's it scares me to death but there's just a lot of indicators that the targets will rebound
0: the buccaneers are allowing six receptions per game to slot receivers which is a nice one and again I mean, the Panthers really struggle, especially in the guard center card combo of picking up twists and stunts and these delayed blitzes. I mean, it's it's now Now they're now they're putting guys on IR. Well, and they're bringing Gabe Jackson, who's been on the street this entire season. And maybe he's starting this week. I do wonder, like you just said, Hayden, if like Thomas Brown is able to impart anything into this, anything new, because it has since come out that the worst things got as the season went along, Frank Reich just did not want to listen to anyone else Mm -hmm. and was just putting his offense into this one final note that I have not brought up with this conversation. um, I think some people are questioning why maybe Evero or Jim Caldwell or Thomas Brown weren't giving the interim head coaching job. My point observe um, who were the two holdovers from the previous coaching staff into this coaching staff. It was Chris Tabor, the special teams coach, and it was James Campen, the offensive line coach. Why might they have been holdovers? Who would have been advocating for them? And then now that a coach is fired, why might one of those guys be the interim head coach? Probably because they speak to the owner. Yeah, Nicole Tepper. (laughs) No, no, they just, (laughs) they probably maybe have like weekly meetings with ownership. Yeah. They like to, they like to listen and to talk and those things. Okay. Next up. Two Rams wide receivers. Speaking of bottoming out here, Hayden, we get a Nakua first, then Cooper Cup second. Talk to me about their matchups because just like Adam Thielen, people are wondering, can I even trust these two guys against the Cleveland Browns defense this week?
1: We have firmly exited the, the trust wide receiver too. So I mean, we, no, no, we're not trusting any of these guys. It's who has a chance to pop off. And I'm tracking Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. Denzel Ward has not practiced this week, shoulder injury. Miles Garrett wasn't even able to lift his arm up late last week with his own shoulder injury. So hopefully the Browns defense is far more beatable. I think it will be. Now the Rams offense has changed recently. They have become more run heavy because it's working. If you haven't seen Kyron Williams run the ball recently and the Cooper cup usage has completely bottomed out because that note that you shared from Matt Harmon that his targets on designed plays are only down. It, it was at almost 24% last, last season. Now it's only at 4%. And then obviously with Puka Nakua, since Cooper Cup has returned, even though he hasn't been very good, Puka's just usage is also down. So right now, the underdog pick-em-lobby has Puka at 55 uh, receiving yards, Cooper Cup at 57 so that's kind of the same territory with these next couple names here. So, yeah, I don't trust these guys, but we have to still do rankings. It's not uh, it's not like I can give up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup has 12 catches for 127 yards and zero touchdowns over his past five games. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, speaking of lovely, uh, we get Jake Browning's wide receiver one with Jamar Chase coming up next. This is at the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: It's not good. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we're we're talking about play volume. That is completely bottomed out. They ran 41 plays. They obviously have the lowest implied team total as well. That's the state of the Bengals. I don't think that Browning is going to be able to maneuver this really bad offensive line. I think that we'll look back and be like, it was incredible that Joe Burrow was even making this offensive line look functional this year. On top of that, T. Higgins says that he's going to return. This is Monday Night Football. He oh. was limited to start the week, but he's claiming that he will play. I don't think that will help Jamar Chase out. The only saving grace, aside from, you know, he's Jamar Chase, and he's very good, Jacksonville is daring you to pass the ball against them, and I think that I've ranked Travis Etienne really high. I've ranked Calvin Ridley really, really high, same with Trevor Lawrence. I do think that Jacksonville is going to be able to score on the Bengals, so hopefully garbage time gets Jamar
0: Chase uh, into the functional range. Makes total sense that in week 13, we have Josh Downs ranked right next to Jamar Chase. Uh, We are big Josh Downs fans. This is against the Tennessee Titans. And again, going back to the point last week with the Titans, if you can protect against this awesome, aggressive defensive line, you have tons of chances down the field this Indianapolis Colts offensive line is one of the best units in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like Bernard Raymond at left tackle has like really filled in the gaps of what Anthony Consonzo left years ago. And he has elevated his game, I believe in year two. And then obviously they have other pieces throughout.
1: Completely agree with all that. It's a great matchup for him. No, Jonathan Taylor. I Do you think it's going to help Josh downs out as well? Last week, now that he's like actually fully healthy and not like kind of being like that little decoy role that he was, uh, he had almost 15 expected points. He had a 32% target share. Uh, and the pick lobby at Underdog loves Josh Downs at 50 receiving yards. So he can work downfield. He's more than a PPR scam, certainly. I like Josh Downs uh, a lot. And I think with bye weeks and all the injuries and quarterback, quarterback play, this is one of these offenses that I fully trust. And I, I do want to just give a, another quick shout out. Shane Steichen just keeps Every his week. offense afloat. You know, like yeah. it's just aggressiveness. They play hard. It's really not a talented team, in my opinion, but they are very competitive, and I think that will continue.
0: Yeah, I mean, Shane Siken to me, from this last cycle, will be one of the headliners yeah. that we'll think about for years to come. I mean, the, the way that they play with pace and how they've had to change their offense at times. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. Okay, Tier 3 opens with uh, Garrett Wilson. This is against the Atlanta Falcons defense. Um, Ten targets last week for Garrett Wilson. Seven catches, that equaled 44 yards with a uh, big Tim Boyle.
1: We're back at it. That's basically the the stat line we're hoping for. And one that we can actually expect, though. I mean, even yes. Tim Boyle will complete some passes in garbage time. So, yeah, it's an awful setup for Garrett Wilson. He and Jamar Chase were dealing with like a very similar conversation.
0: Okay. Um, in fact, there's a Scorchers promotion over on Underdog Fantasy. Oh, um, boy. 1.5 x your pick'em slip if he gets over 1.5 interceptions so again check if your state allows pick'em previously it might not have and now it might we've opened up in more states uh, and use that link in the description down below because i'm matching your first deposit up to 100 dollars love to see it love to see the scorchers okay next DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receiver 22 after Thursday night football people removed. This is on the opposite end of that Indianapolis Colts game with Will Levis on the team. Hayden, he's roughly been the wide receiver two and then wide receiver 27 then wide receiver 56, wide receiver 18 and wide receiver 51. He has to score a touchdown because he's rarely getting the volume to eclipse, I don't know, 60 receiving yards. Yeah,
1: it's you can't really trust Will Levis at this point, at least the One of the top Colts corners, Juju Brents, the, the rookie, he hasn't practiced. We do get Traylon Burks expected to return after his concussion. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has been absolutely lapping Traylon Burks in, in terms of targets this entire season. But these little things kind of put him down one tier versus mm-hmm. where I kind of wanted to rank him. But yeah, I just don't trust Will Levis a whole lot. And neither does Pickham Bobby. only 51 and a half receiving yards for, for Nuke.
0: Well, next up is Christian Kirk. We had the Calvin Ridley conversation directly above him, and now we get Christian Kirk here. He has not scored a touchdown since week seven, and he has now had more than four receptions in just two of his past six games
1: and he has this the opposite splits uh with Zay Jones he's only averaging 8.7 expected half PPR points in the 5 games with Zay uh we we'll, we'll, we're we're seeing how many engineers we can hire to to figure out these splits and what actually matters here. Yeah, I just think that Calvin Ridley is better than Christian Kirk.
0: Same. Same. And you know, he's running in these stacked formations, stacked alignments with Calvin Ridley quite a bit and sometimes he's the underneath route and then Calvin Ridley's getting open on the deeper route. So I we'll also think if Cal really
1: just not running only the side routes, exactly. that's totally. taking away from Christian
0: Kirk. Totally. Deontay Johnson's up next, man. This is dire. <laughs> Deontay Johnson's facing the Arizona Cardinals defense again. It has been dire this season, but we have talked about this twofold last week with this Steelers offense. It was far more explosive, both running game, both passing game, especially of the middle of the field. And then on top of that, this Arizona Cardinals defense might be now bottom three in the NFL, if not bottom one, other than the Detroit Lions, and just getting pushed around. And so this rejuvenated Steelers offense, Hayden, this might be one of those, and I don't know how much they're going to just throw the ball because they might be able to just run it too, but one of those splash spots for one of these pass catchers
1: completely agree they're they're top 10 in projected points this week i don't think in the history of the underdog football show we've been able to say that for the steelers project like almost 24 points i think the cardinals are the worst defense in the entire league right now so yeah i'm expecting this to be a run focused offense they've been very effective rushing the ball i think they can do the same thing against arizona but Deontay and george pickens are just on offenses expected to score points this week and there's about 10 teams that I'm looking at that hmm. are projected for like 18 points or fewer. So that's a big difference is like basically adding another touchdown to this. And also, Deontay's due for some positive regression. The amount of times I've said that on our show is countless. But hopefully this dude puts in a little bit more effort after Ooh. last week.
0: We're calling him out. Okay. Sandwich between the two Steelers wide receivers is Rasheed Rice. Uh, we talked about him at length. During stats versus film this week, despite him having his career year or career game, I should say so far during his rookie year. um, It was a bunch of the same, more of the same, not anything new. And that's totally fine. He is not really developing as a big boy route runner, but they are just featuring him more often on these short receptions, yards of the catch. And he also did have one nice Mm -hmm. sideline grab. And that's great because this Chiefs team obviously needs that.
1: They do need that. He had a season high specifically with uh, targets on screens or jet sweeps. He had three of them this last game. Typically, it's only like one of them. The bad news is Kadarius Tony is back in practicing. He's expected to play. And Kadarius does get those exact looks that Rasheed Rice saw a ton of last week. So I think that maybe we have to scale back a couple of those opportunities. Though he still is on the field more often now than he was before the post by rookie bump. Um, green Bay also a kind of run funnel defense on top of that. So it's just not the best game environment for Rasheed rice this time. And I'm not going to go like chasing last week's production just because I do think Kadarius Tony and Rasheed rice have more overlap than people want to give them credit for.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just going to throw these next two. Cause I don't really have anything to say about either one, Chris Godwin and, uh, Amari Cooper. It would be a much different Amari Cooper season. If you know, Deshaun Watson was still in the fold because he was attacking vertically and being really good in isolation. Then we shifted on over to DTR where literally everything was about five yards to seven yards down the no field. Good. And that kind of takes Mark Cooper out of the fold. Now you get Joe Flacco who in a different roundabout way, um, will still have a lower intended air yards per attempt, but maybe we get like one or two shots down the field. Mm-hmm. Mark Cooper.
1: I'm hoping that uh, a Cooper also he's pl- playing through an injury already. Um, and on top of that, like we haven't talked about this on the show for a little bit. Offensive tackles, Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, they're on injured reserve. They're not coming back. The entire interior offensive line, like literally all three spots. They're also on the injury report limited in practices with uh, injuries. So this like offensive line that the Cleveland Browns offense has like pr- prided themselves on the last couple yeah. of years is completely washed on top of that. So it's going to be dink and dunk for Amari Cooper, assuming he's able to play same thing with Chris Godwin. He's dealing with like a somewhat serious neck injury. We don't even know if he's going to play either.
0: Sounds fun. Week 13. Subscribe to the channel (laughs) for more good news. Week 13. Watch football. Okay. Uh, We'll close out this tier with uh, Marquise Brown. And actually I'll leave the next name by himself. Marquise Brown's up next. I don't really have any comments for like, Exactly what he's doing right now, because we talked about in stats versus film where if Kyler Murray was more accurate, we could have a big Marquise Hollywood Brown game. But Mm -hmm. going into every single week, you just have to keep saying that because right now we're basically at the point where Kyler Murray would be finishing up training camp and finishing up the preseason, even if he was healthy. Right. Um, And so it just makes sense why he's inaccurate. Uh, They are just off. On a bunch of vertical passes. They did hit one of four this past week. And then he's running drag routes beside that.
1: And he's not practicing. Like last week, he uh, played through two DNPs in practice. This week, he didn't practice at all. Like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no practices. So I think he's very questionable to play. And I think that maybe some of these inaccuracies and timing that's been off in the past game could be due to Marquise Brown, you know, also not practicing. So I, I like this training camp theory, but Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray are still not getting any of these training totally. camp reps either. Um Michael Wilson confirmed out. We'll see what happens. If it could be a Greg Dortch week. I might, might end up sliding Greg Dorch into this kind of spot just because he's been getting wide receiver three production and usage in this offense. And we'll see if Marquise Brown actually plays no practices at all
0: is certainly a concern. And what they've won two games and he's in a contract season about to approach free said Oh good. Um yeah. I'm sure that someone is going to pay him. He's literally like the only free agent wide receiver other than Calvin Ridley, if that counts, who has juice on the outside, like the only one who can run. And someone is going to pay that a ton of money.
1: Yeah, it seems like the Cardinals want to keep Kyler and Marquise Brown. And I think they'll probably like if they can keep losing games, like draft Marvin Harrison. And if they have to trade down the spot, get some extra draft picks. But it seems like they want this to be Kyler Murray, another skill player, and then Marquise Brown as the two, which Marquise Brown is the number two. Love that.
0: Love that. Totally love that. Okay, your next two names that play on the same team, uh, it is Jaden Reed and Christian Watson. By the way, there's some like maybe overlap in the styles that Christian Watson and Marquise Brown have right now. Obviously, Hollywood has just much more volume doing that at the moment. We finally have seen, speaking of Christian Watson, Jordan Love starting to connect on these downfield vertical shots. We saw in the Mm -hmm. first snap of the game last week. We've seen it to other pass catchers. These last three games have been fantastic for Jordan Love. We just posted a video on Scheme about him. And then conversely, Jane Reed has been a manufactured touch player, somewhat like Debo, um, and uh, they're underneath pass catcher. And I think that's even more aided when Aaron Jones misses, and Aaron Jones is going to miss again this week.
1: Completely agree with all that. I think that Jane Reed is a manufactured touch player, but can also win routes, by himself. Now it's a whole different beast playing these Kansas City corners who I absolutely love and they're also very physical corners which could work against Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed has been very limited in practice. He didn't practice the first 2 days of the week. He was able to get out there and play through this chest injury on Friday, but there's always some uh setback risk with that. And then Christian Watson, uh it was nice to see him make a couple contested catches uh cuz he was really bad at that. Um I would say at times in college, and then th- this season he was. It was good to see him return to that. But I do think
0: it's a tough matchup for Christian Watson as well. Elijah Moore is up next. Uh, how about I just like throw some names up there, right? Please. Elijah Moore, Greg Dortch. Um <laughs> anything you want to say about these dudes? Well,
1: Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco have some chemistry going yeah. back to the Jets. Uh mm. he had uh three games um with Flacco. Last season, he had seven, five, and nine targets. There you go. Elijah you need. Morris, he is a positive regression candidate. The one problem, what if, hear me out, Elijah Moore is just not very good. Mm. You know, that that could be a problem for him. Yeah, then with Greg Dortch, uh, he, he, wide receiver one Greg Dorch what yeah what if Greg Dorch is really good at football uh, we'll, we'll see <laughs> um, yeah that'll just depend on the Marquise Brown injury
0: okay Drake London's up next for you he has a miserable matchup this week at the New York Jets um, the Jets are allowing a league low 63 and a half yards per game to outside wide receivers in total and have not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver on the outside this season guess where Drake London lines up
1: yeah and on top of that the Falcons are now dead last in neutral pass rate he's wide receiver 55 in usage this month removing the injury games. So it's everything about this is bad except for Drake London. He is good.
0: You mentioned that T Higgins might return. He's up next for you and we'll talk more about that on the Sunday morning show if he indeed he is trending towards active. Next up, two Commanders pass catchers and Curtis Samuel ahead of Jahan Dotson. Uh, Curtis Samuel this past week, it was his first 100-yard game since joining the Washington Commanders and just the fourth of his career. And Hayden, I don't care. I I am still in love with Curtis Samuel as a talent. Um, I still think he can play, and I'm excited to see wherever he winds up in free agency this offseason.
1: These are half PPR rankings. In a full PPR scam, I do think that you can move both of these guys up. The, the pick-em lobby only has them at 36 and 34 receiving yards, but that might be on seven receptions just based off of the game flow that uh, commanders are expected to be in.
0: John Dotson now has 50 yards or a touchdown in four of his past five games. So a little storm here towards the end, you know, versus what we are expecting to open this season for the team that is leading the NFL in pass attempts per game. (laughs)
1: He's on pace for the sixth most pass attempts in NFL history, and none of these guys are consistent. It's crazy. It's like almost impossible. Where would you have drafted Jahan Dotson if, if I would if have said, you knew, yeah. "Yeah, he would have been a third round pick."
0: That so. that is a great put. You need to put that in Twitter after yeah, this because that true. is a tremendous point. Of hey, you get two data point, one data point in week by week thirteen. Sam Howell is sixth on pace, sixth in the NFL in pass attempts per game. Yeah. You, it's like Jalen Waldor, Jalen
1: Jahan Dotson. You would be, you would be having debates.
0: <laughs> oh, I would have been going crazy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Okay, just to close out this tier, um, Romeo Dobbs, Jerry Judy, and Zay Jones. Next, anything? Nope. I mean, I mean these, I was, these are last names. I'm literally not putting anyone else after this because yeah. it's it's not worth our time. It yeah, it's
1: like the next names like, like, like not even as a bit. Justin Watson, Devontae Parker. AT Perry, Rondell Moore, Tutu Albo, Jonathan Mingo, James Mario Douglas
0: is questionable to play.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think Demario is out and Devontae Parker okay. is going to be the new number one. Um, Chris Olave, I'm projecting him out. He's been limited in practice. If Olave is out there, I would probably I would have to look into this a little bit more, but like it makes sense if he was by Calvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton in that tier and. The, the backup situation for the Saints right now is is not good. They don't trust A.T. Perry. got benched in the middle of the game. And these other and guys, like Lynn Bowden, remember him? He's trying to run routes. It's it's
0: it's something. It's why you have Taysom Hills. You're tied in two overall. Spoiler alert. Scary. Hopefully you all tune into uh, that video. And someone's going to ask about, you know, Jameson Williams. Uh, Jameson Williams still has not caught more than two passes in a game yet this season. Yeah, he's in this next tier. This this entire week is a what can go wrong from a rankings. Like, it... <laughs> I well, can't wait to answer your questions for like an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Wait, wait till the questions we're going to get this next week. Okay. who? Which player, and it can be in any position. Which player do you think is like the one that we're going to get tons of questions? Is it Cooper Cup? But like a lot of the people that drafted Cooper Cup aren't even going to eliminated. be caring about their team in week 13. You
1: know what I mean? I think we'll get plenty of Rasheed Rice and
0: then. Yeah, I think people are going to start Rasheed Rice this week no matter what.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, going to so like Greg Dortch versus. For Could be Christian market. Watson yeah those type of guys
0: okay because there's always like you know those one or two names that come up in every single question yeah and we love you guys we love you for tuning in on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. right after Villa wins every single week it makes my mornings
1: I have one last announcement uh people were saying that I was going to change my Zach Moss ranking because I had him as my RB2 well the pick'em lobby opened up and he's at like 98 projected yards he ain't going anywhere here's my RB2 for the week
0: love that What we'll right. wrong again that's going to do it for us. Um, again, go and check out Scheme this week. One, on Jordan Love and the evolving and the progressing and the maturing Packers offense. The second one will go up tonight around 10 p.m. Eastern on Calvin Ridley's involvement and now hopefully to stay. Not involvement, but like stature, his his wide receiver one status in this Jacksonville Jaguars offense. All right. For producer Weeds, for Hayden, up the bill. We'll talk to you all soon. See you.